Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined as always by Cedra Sark. I'm here. Again. I'm back. Yes. <laughs> and my voice is back. Your so voice is good. back. You're sounding normal now. Last week I had like this, like. You had swamp lung. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to make it sound nice, but overall that's what was going on. Right. But I think my voice is back now, so we're all good to go. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. We also have in studio with us. Chris Woodward again. Thank you very much. Welcome in the, back. In the South, we uh, diagnose Cedra's condition as the crud. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. also another good, a good name for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's a seasonal thing because you know it, we're we're in that you know shifting into mm-hmm. early summer and the the weather is just crazy. Right. It's always mm-hmm. crazy here in Mississippi. Yeah. And if for it's me, not raining today, wait until tomorrow. Right. You know, for me, it's every time we every time the weather shifts even just a little bit, mm-hmm. the temperature changes. It gets hotter. It gets colder. Yeah. I have to be sick. Yeah. It's like the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice when we have the two week span. You know, each season has a mm-hmm. two week span of okay, everything's kind of steady, and then after that, no, it just goes crazy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Adam and Eve hadn't disobeyed. We'd have a perfect world uh, right now. At least we'd have that great weather, yeah. right? <laughs> 72, nice, no, nothing to that, worry about. So. But speaking of, I guess, time and what's happening, and this is why we have Chris mm-hmm. on a yes. lot, not just because we love Chris and love to hang out with him, but also he's the guy who knows what's going on. Yes. Well, you know, this is our first uh, time to, to gather in studio uh, since July 4th. That's and right. A lot of people are still probably shooting some fireworks if they, they had are. a few uh, sparklers or Late um, at night. cannon, yep. whatever. <laughs> Balls, cannon, whatever, leftover. Roman candles. I can confirm that they are. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I bring this up because, again, it's the first time we've had the opportunity to get together and discuss it on this program. And given the political climate in which we currently live, I don't think this is going to go away. It may even be an even bigger discussion next year as we get into the midterm elections and, believe it or not, start talking about the 2024 presidential campaign season. Wow. Um, it there seems has, like we are constantly in some sort of. It never is. Where, you're you're <laughs> in some step in the the presidential race. Yeah. So you have much. like a brief period yeah. right after everything is announced. Where sure. You, after all this time, we still haven't found the right one to settle on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, the first question a new president gets mm-hmm. uh, when he or she takes the oath of office, reporters will commonly ask that person's press secretary, "Is so and so running again four years from now?" Wow. It's generally the first question at the first press briefing, and it will probably continue to be unless something changes. Um, But the story that I wanted to bring in here today is um, earlier this month, uh, there was an article in um, Christianity Today, and it explored the opinions out there, the varying opinions on whether or not we should sing patriotic songs and uh, do things involving the U.S. flag or maybe uh, honoring our veterans and service members in church, uh, stuff like that. Uh, And of course, there are a lot of people that do believe the 
that we should um, do things like that. For example, Dr. Robert Jeffress, the uh, pastor at First Baptist Dallas, was actually on today's issues earlier this week on American Family Radio. Uh, First Baptist Dallas hosted what it calls a uh, Freedom Sunday service where they had fireworks inside the sanctuary. That's a bold move. Oh, wow. uh, but they also um, sang patriotic songs and, and stuff like that. And Dr. Jeffress was asked, you know, hey, some people see this as maybe uh, idolatry and you're putting your nation before your God, which you're supposed to love more and stuff like that. But Dr. Jeffress had the opinion that, uh, you know, look, we, we celebrate America because God created America. And because of America, we are able to tell other people about Jesus. That is worth celebrating. That is something to honor and cherish. Uh, but it is a controversial topic. And I, like I was saying, I, I don't think it's going to go away. Right. It may actually get worse uh, next year. Right. What do you guys think about this? Well, uh, I think really where your heart is mm-hmm. when you when yeah. you do it. If you're, it would be one thing if you uh, like every Sunday dedicated like all this time talking about America and nothing about how America, how great America is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, and Jesus is good, too. Well, that's where you've got a problem. Sure. You know, but if you do want to take time to celebrate the fact that you live in a country where you are out mm-hmm. allowed to celebrate Christ freely, mm-hmm. you can celebrate that. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and I think there is a difference. Um, and I, under, I understand why this is controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I could hear about things like this happening and then I raise an eyebrow at it a little bit my, myself personally. Um, but I think there's a difference between, like, have, using a Sunday. Sunday morning worship service to praise your country mm-hmm. and or using that Sunday morning worship service to thank God for the freedoms that we have in this country. You're right. So, and I don't think that any real, you know, pastor who is really following the Lord and 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 is, you know, making wise decisions, I don't think they're going to do the former at all. I don't mm-hmm. think that there's any danger of doing that. I think that the latter is absolutely appropriate. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my church's case, we sing uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which does by the way mention Christ mm-hmm. uh, in one of the verses kind of buried in the song. Uh, and also, you know, America, it it mentions God. Yeah. And you know, there are songs uh, which mention Christ or God, um, and I think maybe that's something mm-hmm. we should point out in these discussions. Yeah. I think it's good to have the discussion. This kind of brings God and, and reminds us that, hey, we need we do need to put him first. Yes. But it also gives us an opportunity, I think, to mention that, you know, yes, we are to love God with our everything, yeah. but mm-hmm. that same God requires me as a married man to love my wife, mm-hmm. to love my children. And uh, I think when you, uh, you know, certainly we're told, uh, expected to, to love our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And what better way to protect our neighbors than to fight for what mm-hmm. it is that we have in America so that way we can all live right. uh, according to our beliefs and principles and uh, try to get as many people um, saved you know, as possible or yeah. in the very least hearing the gospel. Um, and I think that's <clears throat> something you know, maybe we should all maybe have a level-headed discussion mm-hmm. about going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, like it doesn't take long to look around the world and to realize just how blessed we are in this country. Yeah. And as a Christian, I believe that there is nothing is not spiritual. Mm -hmm. Everything is spiritual for the Christian, and that includes where we live. Yes. I tell you, one thing that's always made me appreciate what exactly we have, Mm -hmm. uh, I have never been on the mission field in another country. I've yet to be able to do that. Maybe one day, Lord willing, I'll be able to serve the Lord in that capacity. But one of the things I always enjoy is missions conference in my church, generally a three- to five-day week event um, where we hear from national pastors. They come on and they show pictures and uh, stuff like that. You always see somebody in a a 
third world or developing nation, whatever the term may be. And, you know, they've got four timbers and like a metal, just a piece of tin as a right. roof. And they're they're just happy in the Lord. Mm. They're praising God for what it is they have and what somebody maybe thousands of miles away may have paid for through their mission funds and stuff like that. Uh, and here we are upset when, you know, the Keurig in the lobby doesn't have the K-cup that we drink. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of a humbling mm. experience. Yeah. And so those things like that, when you see our brothers and sisters in the faith struggling, uh, maybe even going to church, not knowing if they're going to be able to make it home safe, mm. serving the Lord and worshiping the Lord and enjoying what exactly he has given them, mm. that makes you kind of think, okay, you know, I need to I need to calm it down and, and quit worrying about my first world problems. And that's, that's such a great reminder, Chris, too, because um, for for a conservative evangelical Christians in the, our country, we mm-hmm. and we see the struggle between you know worldviews and everything, and the attempt of you know certain political you know agendas to to dismantle and and, and you know de stage you know the Christian worldview in our culture. It can be easy to wake up and have and start the day off on a note of negativity. Yes. But that, but you're you're absolutely right. That's not realism, you know. Like we, let's let's look at what we have. Look at what God has given us. Be thankful for it. And the day should really be started off on a note of joy. Yeah, it really should be. I need this as much as them. Mm. Uh, but one of the things that we do in the Sunday school class that my wife and I do at our church for grades fourth through sixth <laughs> is we try to start off every meeting with, "Tell me something to praise God for," mm. because we can all complain about something. Yeah, and we could do it until the Lord comes back. But I think when you when you make time to actually praise God for something, um, it, it kind of gets you in that right frame of mind. You know, choose to be happy. Choose to be in a good mood this day. Yeah. Uh, it's real easy to get on social media and just rant mm-hmm. about something. Uh, you know, a, a fast food company's ice cream machine is still broken. All these things that we <laughs> that we uh, talk about and say, I'm not bitter at the very end, but we are. Uh, you know, praise I, God that we at I'm least have make, a fast food restaurant open. I, I want to make a confession because you said that and it hurt my feelings because I went through a, a, a a particular fast food restaurant yeah. and asked for a frappuccino and their frappuccino machine was down and I left just like like not believe it. They're always Watch your heart. And, stuff. Yeah. and so thank you for calling me out today. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, we, I need it too. Um, and, you know, it's not uh, it's not necessarily earth shattering. We, we have been told time and time again through God's word not to grumble and gripe. Right. Uh, you know, you shall have no murmurings and disputings uh, or whatever the uh, translation might be in your translation. But um, you got to remember that like those those verses were written to the believers first. Mm-hmm. We go around. We're really good at preaching the word. Yeah. Our, we need to live by it as well and be doers of the word, not just uh, hearers only or podcasters only. That's good. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> so um, let me mention this real quick. It's another big story. And certainly it's something that we're going to continue to have to talk about in this country. Unfortunately. Uh, we've talked before about religious freedom, and certainly we in this country, we do get picked on. Maybe we get mocked on television, uh, but we're never, we're not yet at the level where you are uh, facing jail time or maybe penalty of death for being a Christian. Um, there are s- situations like that, and certainly we've talked about it a lot on this uh, program. Uh, but in recent days, the Supreme Court of the United States decided not to take up the appeal of Baronel Stutzman. Baronel mm. is that florist in Washington State that 
many years ago declined to service a same-sex wedding uh, because she is a Christian and believes in traditional one-man, one-woman marriage. Uh, she was brought up on charges in Washington State and basically found guilty of violating some sort of policy or law there that she was discriminating. And she has argued that, you know, look, I, I serve everyone, but I can't serve this particular situation uh, based on my beliefs. And uh, to to make a floral design for this wedding would be yeah. a violation of my free speech. So if this couple had come in for any other event, like right. we just want flowers for mm-hmm. a party, yes, she would have done the flowers, mm-hmm. no problem. Right? But yeah. It's- and it's been playing out for a long time in court. Alliance Defending Freedom is the law firm representing Baronel Stutzman. ADF, coincidentally, is the same law firm that represented Jack Phillips many years ago at the Supreme Court. Over a similar situation, Jack was confronted by someone who wanted him to design a cake for that person's same-sex wedding. And Jack declined, saying, I'm sorry, I believe in traditional one-man, woman marriage. You can have brownies off the shelf. We can, You can have a, you know, one of the generic cakes over there, but I can't design you that cake yeah. because I don't believe in what it is that you're doing. Some people are confused and say, well, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Jack. Why then is this still an issue? The Supreme Court never settled the issue of whether or not he had to design that cake. They just said that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission was unfair to him. They treated him unfairly. They had a bias toward his uh, religious beliefs going into its prosecution of him, and that is what the Supreme Court ruled. They never said he had to or didn't have to uh, design that cake, and that's why people like Baronel Stutzman are still making news because they do or do not want to do certain things at the request of customers, even though they might offer them a number of other things for all kinds of other occasions, just not these specific things. Um, And until the Supreme Court settles this, we're going to continue to have to talk about it on this program and in in our newscasts. Um, Just to give you an idea of how close this came to being a Supreme Court case, you need four justices to vote for taking up a case. We had three justices decide to take up her case. Those were Justices Alito, Thomas, and Gorsuch, uh, Justices Barrett and Kavanaugh, the newest faces on the court, and Trump nominees declined to vote, uh, take up her case. Oh, so wow. we, we were one justice short as a country of, of having this case brought up before them at some point. And like I said, um, because they decided not to take up her case, we're still going to be talking about this. And ADF does continue to represent people, including Jack Phillips, in um, – cases involving you have to do this please you know i want you to do this because you're going to discriminate against me mm-hmm. if you don't kind of uh, situations it's really uh, really unfortunate um and we do see things like this happen on occasion in other countries i know in england uh, there was a bakery that was confronted or uh, visited by a patron that wanted that bakery a family-owned chain with uh, several locations, they wanted them to design some things for that person's same-sex wedding. Uh, an actual court ruled in favor of the chain and said they didn't have to do this, mm. but we've had split rulings from other parts of the world and even in the U.S. here uh, where people are brought up on all kinds of things. Yeah. Right. So uh, when it comes to going back to the Jack Phillips thing, he wasn't just like this is not just one case against him, right? After the initial mm-hmm. case that everybody that kind of started the ball rolling, yeah. other people tried to use him and when he refused, as he did before, and them well knowing right. yeah. that he was going to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, it's got to be, a, you know, that's what they were intending to do. They knew that he would say no, and then they could put a case against mm-hmm. him because he was all over the news. Right. Mm-hmm. There is a. A more recent case that was brought against Jack that is still in the court right now, Um, a man 
someone who was born a man who now believes he is a woman, That's right. uh, asked Jack Phillips to make him or her a uh, gender transition cake, basically like blue on the outside, pink on the inside, or something of that yeah. nature. And um, Jack Phillips declined, saying, I'm sorry, I don't believe in this. I believe in you know male and female as God created us. I can't do this kind of thing. That person, who is an attorney, took Jack to court and actually got a ruling in that person's favor. Oh, wow. um, a court there in Colorado ruled that Phillips uh, had to pay a fine for not fulfilling or servicing this cake, and yeah. ADF is appealing that. We could see this eventually uh, trickle back up yeah. uh, into the legal system, as, maybe even as high as the U.S. Supreme Court. I, I mean, uh, apart from the spiritual dimension to, to this topic, of course, it seems like this is a huge opportunity for, for other cake makers and floral designers mm-hmm. to say, hey, we don't believe in all of that. We're just going to make our own businesses. Right. It's, it's funny that that's not happening. Yeah. Well, and it's also an opportunity for us to have a level-headed yeah, discussion absolutely. with our neighbors that, mm-hmm. like, look, um, you may not agree with it, but let me try to explain to you what it is that Jack is thinking. Let me yeah. get you into his frame of mind. They always want us to come over to their side of th- and just completely agree with things. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, the tolerant crowd does not want to be tolerant and hear from the other side. Mm-hmm. They just want you to do what it is they want you to do, and right. you'll have to get over it. But, you know, the Constitution still says that people like Jack Phillips or uh, a florist or uh, wedding photographer, web yeah. designer, what, whatever, whatever it may be, creative professionals, they still have rights. Right. And those creative professionals, many of them, are people of faith that want to operate a business according to their faith. And that issue is still undecided because the Supreme Court never ruled on the Jack Phillips case to begin with. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the thing people need to understand about these situations are is that a lot of these people are not discriminating against individuals. They are they are refusing to participate in things that are they religiously object to right. mm-hmm. um, that certain events. As far as the people go, they will serve whoever yeah. for any other reason. They just will not participate in things that go against yeah. their religious beliefs. In, in, in this country, and for anyone, you should not be coerced to partic- participate in something that goes against your foundational right. beliefs. Mm-hmm. That 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 is completely un-American for anyone. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, one other case, uh, this is something uh, I've been following uh, in recent weeks. Um, just to kind of give you a backstory here, there is a organization called Christians Engaged. Mm-hmm. It does a lot of um, uh, religious and political uh, things where it's trying to get people to uh, to vote, to, to pray for their leaders, whoever mm-hmm. it may be. Uh, the general stuff that we all know and believe and practice, uh, stuff like that. Well, Christians Engaged wanted... Uh, the IRS to grant itself uh, tax exempt status, basically become a nonprofit 501c3, sort of like AFA is and many other yeah. organizations that we know and work with. Well, the the IRS uh, initially declined that, saying that basically what Christians engaged believes in and practices amounts to Republican Party principles, and therefore <laughs> they could not be a religious nonprofit. And as you might expect, uh, Christians Engaged did lawyer up. They got First Liberty Institute, another well-known law firm, to uh, represent them. They wrote a letter to the IRS, tried to get this resolved. Initially, the IRS held firm and said, no, we're, we're standing by this finding. Uh, but in, in more recent days, I'm happy to say that uh, the IRS did change its tune. Mm. They are going to grant Christians Engaged tax-exempt status. Attorney Leah Patterson of First Liberty Institute said it's uh, truly great news for our client as well as religious organizations and churches across America. We are grateful the IRS changed course to bring its decision into line with the Constitution and its own regulations. There was a humorous line from Leah when I covered this with her back in June 
the initial story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah had said, you know, last time I checked, uh, biblical principles predate the Republican Party yes. as well as the Democrats <laughs> and all the other parties that you rattled off. Um, you know, sometimes it, it, I think we may have actually discussed this a little bit in one of the times that I was on this show. Um, but we, like, I wake up sometimes and it feels like we're in a Babylon Bee article yeah. of all the crazy <laughs> things like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, you know, on occasion, the Babylon Bee will put out a satirical thing that sounds legit. Yes, absolutely. And you're like, when did y'all start becoming like a straight news site? <laughs> and and believe it or not, uh, I mean, if you really take time to scour the internet, which I urge you not to do, um, you, you, will come, right, you will come across crazy stuff like this where the IRS says, hey, you know, you believe in Republican Party principles because you believe in the Bible and you push biblical teachings, which are Republican. Yeah, I was I was wondering, like, what what exactly when they examined this ministry, what did they find? Like that that's oh, this is Republican. I mean, since when, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and it's uh, I mean, you know, one group today, another group tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's 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 bonkers. It wow. really is. It's like you're in the Babylon Bee article and you can't get out. Like you're stuck in the box. <laughs> yeah. For those that That's can't what see it me, like. I'm like I'm miming. I'm stuck in a if box. Only though. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we cover all these stories at uh, onenewsnow.com. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, the print operation of American Family News. Uh, if you listen to AFR or one of the um, radio stations that runs our news, you'll hear a newscast at the top of every hour. Yeah. That's American Family News. Many of those stories end up on print or end up in print on onenewsnow.com. We also have associated press content, AP videos, um, columns, mm-hmm. political cartoons, a lot of stuff. So uh, go to the website, check it often. You can also, uh, one of the things that we've been pushing for a long time now, and if you listen to us or have listened to us for a long time, you're probably tired of hearing me say this, but you can go to the website and sign up for our free daily email news brief. Mm-hmm. That is something where you can enter your email address. We don't share it or sell it to anybody. And once a day, usually in mid-afternoon, you'll get about five stories that'll give you an idea of what's going on, who said what, how people feel about it. It'll give you some things to talk about and uh, hopefully, you know, maybe engage in conversations with people about. Uh, And if you do that, I would recommend maybe you, you... kind of see how the Bible applies to those situations, mm-hmm. maybe even have a uh, sort of you know impromptu Bible study with whoever it may be that you're having a conversation with. Yeah. Yeah. You can also connect on social media, I believe. Yes. I think Twitter's very much used. It for is. You guys. I help run that, yeah. <laughs> Facebook Facebook tends to be the bigger draw. Uh, yeah. right. And, you know, sometimes people are like, why are you on Facebook and Twitter? That, that's a sermon for another day. But uh, we still are on Facebook and Twitter. So if yeah. you are still on those platforms, check us out. Yeah. And also, if you want to follow Chris directly, you can also do that, if that's okay with you. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Check it uh, out. At AFNC Woodward. Yes. So. Yeah. That way you can follow along with the story. Yes, I am the uh, the uh, the gray haired millennial. Uh, you'll see me on the. Uh, you'll see my. Uh, is it Avatar? <laughs> what, what is, I don't think we've the, had avatars for a long time. Yeah. It's yeah. Profile picture I'm now. Showing showing my age. Yeah, I'm one of the <laughs> one of the older millennials. Uh, yes, I remember when we were listening to things on cassette. Uh, and CD oh, yeah. players and cars yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was when I was a kid, so I remember that. Yeah. But <laughs> as my as my eight year old would say, back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Speaking of that, my four year old boy has has started to say, back in the olden days. Back in the olden the days. olden days. Yes. And he, like, to, the olden days for him is like a year ago. Yeah. So he'll like reference something. And back in the olden days. Yeah. Like, what are you talking? We about? did that uh, <laughs> several years ago at our church. I don't remember what this what brought this up, but uh, my pastor had mentioned the phrase back in the olden days, and then he. 
<laughs> he stopped what he was doing and he went around the room, or maybe this was part of the object lesson of sorts. I don't remember. It's been several years ago. I was paying attention, Pastor. But anyway, <laughs> um, he went around the room and had you know young children mm-hmm. give him an idea of what they thought uh, the olden days was. And yeah, it was like 5, 10, 20 years ago, you know, comical stuff. Yeah. You know, what seems like yesterday to many of us listening. Uh, but, you know, to to a kid that's seven, eight, nine years old, I mean, back in the old, I could see why it would do that. But it is funny, you know, the stuff that kids say. Yeah. Well, if you uh, want to c- come back to the present, and um, if you haven't already signed up for our most recent Engage magazine biannual yeah. issue. Yeah, go to you- engagemagazine.net, mm-hmm. click the tab at the top that says magazine. Yes. It's super simple to sign up. Yeah. You can also sign up for our email list, So, and we will not bombard you with, with emails. We won't. But, no, but you will get email <laughs> from time to time just letting you know what's new, and mm-hmm. we will not sell your information. Your information mm-hmm. stays safe, and you can also connect and listen to our podcast so if you missed some podcasts you yeah. can click the tab that says radio on our website mm-hmm. and you can go back and listen to all the other shows with yeah. chris yeah well that that magazine um is all uh themed around the idea of being made in the image of god mm-hmm. and um how the culture around us tends to attack that and some of the stories that you chris have brought up today a touch on that a little yeah. bit i mean the, specifically i would say the ones uh about the the the, the baronel mm-hmm. stuts um and and the the cake maker who find themselves in this fix of right. you know not wanting to affirm something that is an attack on the the design that God has for marriage mm-hmm. and sexuality. So these are these are topics that have been timely for a long time, but yes. are becoming even more timely. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, not to bring us back into a political discussion, yeah, sure. but I, I do want to point this out. A lot of times, people always point out uh, these are hardline Republican policies. Mm-hmm. It was not that long ago, back in the olden days, back in the that days. Democrats were in favor of things like religious freedom. Right. A lot of people forget that um, Chuck Schumer, when he was a representative, uh, before he was a senator, he was a representative uh, from the state of New York, and Chuck Schumer is the reason we have the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, Mm. uh, which President Bill Clinton signed, along with uh, Al Gore and a whole host of uh, faith leaders that Mm. all gathered outside the White House uh, in 1993 or 4, I believe it was. You can still find the video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's kind of comical because, um, you know, today you wouldn't hear a Democrat necessarily talk about how uh, religious freedom is the bedrock of American society. Al Gore joked back then that he was glad to see he wasn't the only Baptist in the room. These are all things that, like, you would not hear anybody uh, say it's today. Like a Twilight Zone Right. Episode. I mean, we even have, you know, we even have Republicans today in, in positions of uh, mm-hmm. power that wouldn't touch religious issues with a 10-foot pole. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wasn't that long ago, 25, 30 years ago. Yeah at the most, that uh, people were doing that. And the reason I do bring this up, though, um, is because the Equality Act, which I'm sure you've all heard about, we've talked about it before in this program, the Equality Act would do away with the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. So if passed, the Equality Act would make Baronel Stutzman, it would make Jack Phillips have to do the things that they are asked to do by customers, regardless of how they feel. And that is a big constitutional concern Mm -hmm. because... If Jack Phillips is forced to do it, that means you could be forced to do it. It could mean that a atheist web designer who gets asked by a church down the street to make a website for the church has to make the church website. Yeah. Nobody wants these things forced on people. Right. A lot of people don't. Um, believe it or not, 
Uh, a large amount of people don't, but you don't hear about those things because generally the media, the mainstream media, mm-hmm. isn't going to do stories on where exactly Americans stand. They'll just tell you what their preferred politician says, and you got to like it or lump it. Right. Which is all the more reason to visit onenewsnow.com, shameless Absolutely. plug, and also <laughs> listen to programs like this mm-hmm. because we do get into these things. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today with us, Chris. Thank you. As always, and we'll hopefully have you back on very soon in the future to cover more news topics. The world is always changing. Yes. But uh, God remains the same. So until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture.